classes in memory of Gerard Orchen, and today we will learn the Aftorah of Parshat Naso. The Aftorah is about a Nazarite. Why we speak about a Nazarite? Because the Parsha speaks about a Nazarite. What is a Nazarite? A Nazarite is an opportunity, you know, there is in Judaism the Kohen, the Levite, and the Israel. The Kohen has special privileges and responsibilities. He serves in the temple, and therefore he has the responsibility that he cannot um, attend a funeral, cannot touch a dead body, he cannot be under the same roof with a dead body, and so on. The Levi, and he gets the first Aliyah, the Kohen. Everyone who discovers religion, in one point in time, he wants to find out maybe he's a Kohen. After he sees that in the synagogue, everybody, the Kohen is getting treated better, Aliyahs and the Levites, people come to me, I think I'm a Kohen, I think I'm a Levi, I think I'm a this. Always a story with a Kohen. In a yeshiva for Bali Tshuva for returners, a half of the yeshiva are Kohens, for some strange reason. <laughs> How do you find out? That's a good question. How do you find out? Usually if your father was a Kohen, he would tell you that he's a, he's a Kohen. Or um, sometimes on the, on the grave side of your grandfather was a, a picture of the two hands like this. That was the sign that of a Kohen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes also the name Kohen, but the name Kohen is not enough. Basically, you need to have a tradition that you're a Kohen. If nobody ever told you, I discovered somebody is a Levi from Miskutuba, it was written in Yaakov, whatever it was his name, a Levi. Told him, you know that you're a Levi? Told me, no. Once I, we had a rehearsal for our bar mitzvah, and I asked the grandfather, what's your Hebrew name? Then Yaakov and Yosef, a Levi. I looked on the son and said, you know that you're a Levi? I looked on the grandson and he's turning bar mitzvah, I said, you know that you're a Levi? I never heard of it. Even the father, the grandfather who said it, didn't know what he was saying. He just knew his name, Yaakov ben Yosef Alevi. Then, but being a coin in Alevi is kind of exciting in the Jewish people. I mean, there is responsibilities, and it comes to your grandmother's funeral, it's getting complicated and so on, but it looks exciting. And people want to be coin. Sometimes once a lady came to me, she says, why should I want to be a coin? I should be able to do whatever I want, whatever I wish, it's America. <laughs> You want to be a coin? It took me a minute to understand him what she wants to be. I mean, I never had in my life this desire to be a coin. But, you know, but if somebody wants to be a coin, the Torah gives them an opportunity, male and female, to be a Nazarite. Go ahead. What, what's a coin? To be more holy. You can decide on your own to be holier. If you say, I'm a Nazarite in biblical time, I'm a Nazarite for 30 days. Then there are three things. What are the three things he cannot do? Cut your hair. He cannot cut his ear. Can't drink wine. He cannot drink wine. He can't take a dead body. He cannot be in the, under the same roof with a dead body. He cannot cut his ear. You know what this means? No shaving, no nothing. He cannot cut his ear. Nothing. Not any part in his body. He cannot drink wine. To some people it might be painful and cannot attend funerals. And this man becomes a holy man for God. And after 30 days, he will cut his ear, and he has to bring an offering to God. What type of offering he has to bring it to the temple in biblical time? A sin offering. That's one of the offerings he has to bring. And the Talmud is asking, why a sin offering? 
Cleopas passed. Yeah. And there is two explanations. What's the sin? He became holy. Where is the sin here? He hasn't done, uh, done Kedusha for then, a while. Then yeah. one explanation, Maimonides says, then the sin is that he didn't benefit from life, from the world. God gives you a job, a life to live. You are refraining from it. That's not what God wants. God wants you to make Kiddush and wine. God wants you to attend funeral, it's a mitzvah. God wants you to cut your ear, not to look like I don't know what. You're refraining from life. You're saying basically that life is a contradiction to godliness. That's the same. The world of God cannot be a contradiction to godliness, to serving God. It cannot be that I have to go to work and therefore I don't, because if I have to make a living, I don't have time to pray. It's impossible that my making a living should be a contradiction, that prayers should be a contradiction to make a living. Impossible that I lose money because I pray. Pray and you'll still make more money. Impossible that keeping Shabbos will be a contradiction to making a living. People say, I cannot stop my business. Yet many, many people used to work on Shabbat, stopped working, working on Shabbat. Not only they don't, they don't do less money, they, do more, they make more money. Because God created the world, that the world must agree with God, not be against God. More than that, as the Medrash puts it, God looked, the Torah is a, is a what it's called? The, huh? a, thank you, a blueprint for the world. Then the way the Torah is, that's how God created the world. That if the Torah says, it's good to rest on Shabbos, God created a world, it will be good to rest on Shabbos. I mentioned that many years ago, maybe many times, I was once by a by doctor's office, and saw the, a pamphlet that was on the table that, what do you do if you snow? What should you do if you snow? A person snores. You should sleep in lay on the left side. You get a sleep stuff. On your side. Put a cork lay, in it. Lay on your side. They tell you, put a stone on your, side, on your back, <laughs> and you, you'll, be able to, you'll, you'll not be able to lay down on your, ba- on your back. Sleep on your side. What do you suggest to a pregnant woman? Sleep on the side. They used to suggest to babies, now every two years it changes the philosophy. They used to say, um, over 20 years that I had babies, Baruch Hashem, every few babies was another philosophy. <laughs> then they used to suggest to put the babies on the side. Jewish law says you should sleep on the side. You go to sleep on the left side, you should wake up on the right side. You ever heard of waking up on the right side of your bed? Comes from Judaism. What I mean with that? That a person, that the Torah, that the world agrees with the Torah, it plays into the Torah, it must agree with the Torah. That if somebody refrains from life because he wants to be holier, he's basically making a statement, we cannot be holy in the physical world. No. If to run away from our life. Judaism, Chassidus especially, doesn't believe in it. When people say, oh, if you become religious, you should go to live in Jerusalem. Or at least in Cleveland Nights. No? <laughs> you live a life and you bring godliness in your office, in your life. You don't run away from life. That's why a Nazarite has to bring a sin offering when he's finishing. Now there is no temple. A person says, I'm a Nazarite, is for life. He cannot stop. When you love a temple, it can be offering, then you can stop being a Nazarite. Until then, you're stuck. 
If, if you said I'm a Nezra, I told you for 30 days. You want me to say that? So, I did meet many Nazarites in my life, in today's world. But there was one, 100 years ago, was in Jerusalem, a guy, he was a Nazarite, a famous rabbi, he took upon himself to be a Nazarite. His name was David Cohen, and he was a Nazarite. Actually, he, made, he dedicated his son to be a Nazarite when he was born, and his son, by the age of 15, put together a bedding or something, and he said that he uh, was never asked to be a Nazarite, and he doesn't want to be a Nazarite. And his son is still alive, he's the chief rabbi of Haifa, he's 90 years old, close to the oh. he, And he's, he's an, an, he, he was a Nezerite for a little bit and he stopped it. Then this is the old parsha, the word Nezer. You know what the word Nezer, Nezer means? What Nezer in Hebrew means? Growth or like not cut. Nezer. Nezer means a crown. He wields the crown of God. Because according to Kabbalah, the, the Shekhinah, divine present, rests over your head. Why we put on kippahs? Because anything where there is the Shekhinah, we have to cover up. One of the explanations, you know, the bride, there is a veil, you cover the bride's face by a chuppah. Why? One of the explanations is because the Shekhinah is on your face by the chuppah. Every time there is a shechina, you cover, you cover the shechina, out of respect to the shechina. We rolls we cover. How? That's a different reason. You cover the Torah when we do Kaddish. Out of respect to the Torah, yeah. We rolls we cover. Human. When rolls we cover? Shema. No. Yes. The Kohen, when you cover the talus, when he blesses the congregation, they cover the hands with the talus, because between their fingers is the Shekhinah. God is, so to speak, picking and the Jews between the cracks. Therefore, out of respect to God, we cover the hand. We cover the hand. We cover the Shekhinah. Is Le Lake Nazareth is the same? Who? Lake Nazareth in Israel. That's the same word? Nazareth? Yeah. No. Lake Nazareth. You mean Nazareth? You mean Nazareth? No, it's not. It's not the same. But the idea is that, that a Nazar means somebody who has God's crown on his head because the Shekhinah is on his head and he doesn't cut his ear. He has, so to speak, more Shekhinah there. Whatever it means, it means the, the, his ear become a holy crown for God, that God puts on his head. That's what Nazareth means. The crown of God is over his head. That's in the parsha. Takes about a nezer, nezerite. If you want, it's an optional thing. Nobody's obligated. If you want, if you wanted to do it today, how would you do it? You just decide you're a nezerite, and you cannot drink wine, and you cannot uh, go to funerals, and cut your ear. Simple. You can be married. Yeah, sure. Not being married doesn't exist in Judaism. Even the Kohen Gadol, when he had, he had to enter the Holy of Holies, he had to be, he, had, he was must be married to one wife only, but he must be married. And if he's not married, the second in command had to take over. Let's say his wife died an hour before him keeper. And was always ready somebody else walking to take over because he must be married. Because somebody who's not married cannot understand the needs of the Jewish people. He cannot relate to the Torahs of the Jewish people if you're not married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're married, no. 
It's a different life. Somebody is not married. He gets, he lives, he comes. He owes nobody anything. But he doesn't have the experience of life. The experience of life. In Judaism, if you're not married, you're a half a person. Plag gufa. A half a table is worthless. You are not a human being. More than that, the man who is not married is considered homeless. <laughs> Adam, a man who is not married, <laughs> you, know, you know in the Torah, in the Torah your wife is called your home, your house. In the Bible it's written, it's written about the high priest, he should atone for himself and for his household. And the Talmud says, who is his household? His wife. But only one wife, not one, one. wife. For Cohen, Cohen, Cohen Gadol was only one wife. Well, what about Samuel? Was a prophet. Yeah. But didn't he? Uh, he was a Nazarite too. Right at the beginning. So that's the half part. He was a Nazarite. Right. No, this after oh, is about okay. Samuel. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but right. Samuel was a Nazarite too. Yes. Right. Not only the beginning, all the time, I think. Shmuel Nazarite. Was he yeah. married? Well, sure, he had kids, sure. But his mother, his mother dedicated him. Sure, his sure, mother had, dedicated. sure, 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 yeah, he was married, he had kids, the kids right. were not so good, sure. <laughs> a full story. Rabbi, how many uh, points does the crown have? The, the, when you're describing the crown, that, was there a real crown that anybody wore? No, his, his, his ear was his crown. The ear that he was growing was considered the crown of God, not but, a physical crown. King. The Kohen Gadol had like a, also not a crown, had a special head. The king had a crown. The king had a crown, but not regular people. The Aftora speaks about the uh, uh, person that was that God decided he should become uh, um, he should become a Nazarite. And that came from God. Because the, God wanted to this Nazarite to try to control them, to direct them to, towards holiness. It didn't work out so well, right? Kind of yes and no, there's many, many opinions about that. You can go a whole night about it. Any case, we will start to learn a little bit and we'll take it from there. What page? Um, what page? Yeah, thank you. 1446 is the story of Parshat Nassau. It's a time, the time of Israel, the time of the judges. I think Samson was the last judge. And it was a time that the Jewish people, the, the, the pattern was like this. The Jews could do what Hashem wants, and Hashem makes them miracles, and yet they have a leader, and it's all well and good. Then they started to drift away. They worship idols. God put them under the suffering, under the enemies, controlled them. And then they cried to go out to God. God sent them, a, God sends them a, a, a miracle maker, or a warrior, or a judge, a leader to save them. And it goes again and again and again and again throughout the time of the judges and part of the prophets. Then was, then was the time of the kings. Then by the end of the king, God told the learned last week of Torah, God told the prophets, now we're going, you, you guys are going to be thrown out of the, of the land. It's not anymore Tzores in the land. It's taking a new level. But at this point, the Jews were under the suffer from the Philistines and they cried out to God and God is sending them somebody to redeem them. Somebody to save them, to change the situation. There was a man from Zarah, from the tribal family of Dan, whose name was Manoach. His wife was barren and had never given birth. Yeah. Manoach was the husband's name. What means Manoach? What Manoach means? Manoach, messenger? No. 
הנוח, מנוחה. רסט. הנוח הוא זה גיא, הוא תפלייף, אני לא איזי. הוא אז מנוח. And his wife was Mrs. מנוח. אוקיי. Are you saying that these names really, that people just didn't name people? They knew something about their personality? In general, Judaism believes, especially Kabbalah, that every name says something about the person, the Hebrew name, especially names in the Bible. Absolutely, we learn from names a lot. There was Rabbi Meir in the time of the Talmud used to learn from the name of people a lot. And the name is a message for the person. The Rabbi was very busy with this thing. So tell me what your name and I'll tell you something about yourself. And who selected their names? Manoach. If it, no matter who selected it, it's the end of God. Judaism believes that when a parent selects the name to a child, it's a prophecy that he gets. Yeah, that's why some parents should not interfere. Don't you know your name before you're born? Your soul? You, your soul? That's I don't know. But it's, it's written that it's a prophecy to the parents, and whatever they decide, this is it. That's your name. That's from God. That every one of us, that's why we have more children to experience more prophecies. <laughs> Okay, number three, an angel. Angel of God appeared to the woman and said to her, Look, now you are barren and have not given birth, but you will conceive and bear a son. He comes and tells them, you're going to have a child. This, this similar stories we had a lot in the Bible. God told Sarah, the angels came to Abraham, told him you're going to have a child. And Rachel could not have children. An angel didn't come to him. But uh, who else an angel came and told him you're going to be get, get, get pregnant? Rebecca. Not an no, angel. Uh, Agar? Agar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But Agar was already pregnant. He just, she lost her pregnancy and the angel told her you're going to have a child. In any case, he told her you're not going to be a baron anymore. You're going to have a, you're going to have a child. Number four. So. So now we be careful. Uh, so now... Be careful not to do anything forbidden to a Nazarite, to drink wine or mature wine, or to eat anything that is uh, ritually impure, because you have conceived and bared a son, and a razor must not come upon his head. For the lad will be a Nazarite to Hashem from the womb. He will begin to save Israel from the Philistines. Okay, here we see something very unusual. I think it's the only time in the Bible then the direction, then what the mother will do in during pregnancy has an effect on the baby. The Rebbe was a big fan of this concept. Then whatever the mother is exposed, whatever she eats, whatever she, <coughs> whatever she experiences has an effect on the baby. That's why it's so important to surround the room of a, of a baby and even before he's born with holy objects. Because the holier it gets, the holier the child will be born. It has an effect the nine months have an effect on Where is the proof in the Bible that nine months have an effect on the baby? This is the proof. It tells her because the child will be a Nazarite, the mother cannot drink wine. Usually a Nazarite, okay, he's born, he will be a Nazarite. Here we, we prepare from the beginning, before he was conceived. The mother shouldn't drink wine anymore. Why? Because he will come and redeem the Israelites from the Philistines. Okay, number six. The woman, thinking that she had seen a prophet, came and spoke to her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his appearance looked like an angel of 
Hashem. His face was very awesome. I did not ask him where he was from, for when I asked his name, he didn't tell me. Oh, first of all, we already know that angels don't give you their names. They don't have a, a, an ID. That's my name. Will we see the story that somebody wanted to know the name of an angel? Jacob. Jacob. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob. Jacob wanted to know the name of the angel that he struggled with. He told him, why are you asking for my name? I give you a blessing and leave me alone. Because the angel, the names, why? Why by the angel it's a, he cannot give you the name? Because according to his mission, that's what his name is. He changes his name, he changes his mission, he changes the name. A person has one clear mission. Angels depend on the job. But he, she, he didn't tell him, she, didn't, she says he looked awesome. He looked Nora Meod is more than awesome. It was like scary. I saw. Uh, why in the book of Daniel do we start hearing of the names of angels? You know, uh, Gabriel and uh, like Uriel and. Uh, but in general, there is, big, there is permanent angels who have names because that's their main job. But a regular angel can change his name by changing his job. So they're at a higher level? The permanent angels are an higher level. Yeah, absolutely. Then this uh, small angel, small agents. Then they are rented. They are hired for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Foot soldiers. <laughs> exactly. Then, but she, she, it's interesting, the woman saw the angel of God. Not your husband, not Manoach. Mr. Manoach saw nothing. He was too much Manoach. He was too relaxed. <laughs> Mrs. Manoach saw an angel. But she never asked or prayed for a child. Oh, what you say is a very interesting point. Very strange thinking. Throughout the Bible, if you talk about Sarah, Rachel, right. Rebecca, Hannah, they all prayed for kids. They turned the world upside down for the children, for having children. And it's normal. And that's the way it should be. And here, but there was one more woman who didn't ask for a child. Alicia. Very good. A Shunamit, right? Mm. A Shunamit woman, she didn't ask for a child. Alicia asked her, what do you need? That Gehazi, the secretary, tells her, oh, she doesn't have children. She told them, I'm happy. I have everything. I live among my people. I'm happy. Life is good. Don't bother me. Alicia gave her a blessing. And then when the child a few days, a few years later died, she came and told them to ask you for a child. Did I ask you to do me favors? No. Then what do you mean it's giving me sauce? But normally, people pray for children. That's a normal thing. This that she did pray for children is a little bit of a problem. Listen, maybe she prayed that's not written. Could be she prayed. We don't know she didn't pray. Let's be... Let's be fair with Mrs. Manoach. Maybe she learned how to relax from her husband. <laughs> that's, that's what some commentator, modern commentators want to say, that Manoach was relaxed. They were more passive. It's, it's worse than relaxed. Passive people, nicht, is nicht. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewish people are not passive, they're active. Well, but you're describing uh, Manoach. I know, I know, but I'm saying in general, the Jewish religion is to go out and to do and to pray and to beg and to... And to change things. Manoch and his wife, they are like many other. Whatever it is, it is. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a culture, it's a different culture. Don't find it by Jews. Other people, you know, stand up, stand up, sit down, sit down. 30,000 people do everything. By Jews, every five people, it's another show. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me what to do, I know better than you. But they're active. They care. Manoach was like, huh? Yeah, yeah. And she did not pray for a baby. That's very interesting. But she still got it. Obviously, she was voted for it. You know, if Hashem reveals you, if an angel reveals himself to somebody, he's worth it. If a miracle is done to somebody, it's because he's something very special. Okay. He said, Number you, seven, yeah. You are about to conceive and bear a son. Now do not drink wine or mature wine and do not eat anything that is ritually impure. For the lad will be a Nazarite to God from the womb until the day of his death. Here we learn one more point that we didn't hear when, when, when the angel told it to, 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 the, to the woman. She says it will be a Nazarite from the day he is born until the day he dies. The angel told her then. He told her you're going to have a child who will be a Nazarite from the day he was born. That's it. And he will redeem the Jews to the Palestines. She added something. Until the day died. But Manoach didn't like it that only his wife heard him. He's going to believe his wife, she'll tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Manoach prayed to God and said, Please, my master, let the man of God whom you sent come now again to, to us and teach us more about what we should do to the lad that will be born. See, Manoach wanted more details. What else should he do? He wanted more information. The woman, she accepted whatever the angel says. Angel told her, uh, the, don't, 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 eat, uh, don't, eat, don't drink wine, don't eat any uh, impure, fine. Manoach wants more details. And by the excuse of more details, is I need an appointment. It's not enough that my wife got an appointment. I want to see God. Okay. So all of a sudden he cares? He was just, he was just, uh, you know the story. The story about two men came to the rabbi. Had a fight, a dispute over money. One of them was the katzev, the butcher of the city. And the butcher lost in the dispute. He started to curse out the rabbi and screaming and yelling. Rabbi tells him, last week you came with a question about the cow that you slaughtered. And I told you it's not kosher. He threw away the cow. It was much more money than here. He tells the rabbi, I care to lose. But he should win. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manoch doesn't need to see angels, but if his wife sees an angel, what is going not going to see an angel? That's not acceptable. <laughs> okay. We are in number nine. God listened to Manoach's request, and the angel of God came again to the woman. She was sitting in the field. Manoach, her husband, was not with her. Again, the angel revealed to his wife, not to her. The woman hurried and ran and told her husband. Look, she said to him, the man that came to me that day has appeared to me. Manoach stood up and followed his wife. Manoach stood up and followed his wife. By the end of the day, he followed his wife. <laughs> the Talmud said, put it in a kind of a negative way that he didn't have his own personality, he wasn't a leader. But 
she he went after her to, to meet to meet the man of God. Okay, number twelve, uh, number eleven. No. Okay, middle of number eleven. He came to the man. He came to the man and said to him, "Are you the man that spoke to my wife?" "I am," he said. Noah said, "At first I was uncertain about this, but now I see you have returned. I am sure. Your words will materialize." Please tell me what rules should be followed with the lad, and what must we do? Yeah, he wanted to know. Tell them now that you come again. I know for sure it will be materialized. Before that, he wasn't so sure about it. Now he's more sure. And he wants a manual for. He wants a manual. <laughs> and you know, you know, maybe a manual doesn't work. Maybe that was the problem. He was asking too many questions. You leave it to Hashem, whatever Hashem tells you do. If you need more information, God will offer on his own. You don't need to ask for information. Just do what Hashem wants, and it's going to work out. The moment I start asking, what should you do with that? He killed it. Okay. What the angel said, number 13. The angel of God said to Manalot, be careful of everything that I said to your wife. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine. She must not drink any wine or mature wine. She must not eat anything that is before you. Be careful about everything that I commanded her. Okay, then he told her just to be careful. Basically, the orders were to the wife, not to the husband. Therefore, the husband did not have to be a part of it. Nobody cared what he Right. <laughs> he was completely useless. <laughs> and that started As usual. That started the career of Gloria Steinem. <laughs> it was all about the woman. She will not drink wine. She will not touch impure. She should do the pregnancy. Be, be, uh, be careful. And, 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 uh, and that will affect the baby. Sounds like an immaculate conception. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> let's go, let's I mean, take you don't time. need them. I mean, what you need them for whatever you need them. You need them for what you need them, but not more than that. Yeah. <laughs> he should be at her beck and call. <laughs> okay, number 15. Please stay a while, Manoch said to the angel of God, and we'll prepare a goat for you. The angel of God said to Manoach, if you want me to stay to feed me the goat, I will not eat your meal. And if you want to prepare the goat as a burnt offering, you must offer it to God. So why keep me? Obviously, Manoach did not know that the man was an angel of God. Otherwise, he would not have offered him food. Okay, maybe Manoach, the Torah says that Manoach didn't know. That's why he offered them. He says he invited them for a meal. But the angel told him, if you want, I'm not going to eat anyway. And you want to offer, if you want to give me an offering, so to speak, a bird offering, do it for God, not for me. Because the angel is not an identity of his own. He's just rep rep representing God. That's the job of an angel. That he doesn't have his own identity, so to speak. That's why he probably doesn't have any, also his own name. But that's all. He's an angel of God. That's his, that's his essence. You know, when uh, Eliezer, Abraham's servant, came to, to look for Ashida for Rebecca, how he introduced himself, what he said. Uh, 
I'm a servant of Abraham. Eved Abraham Anochi. He didn't say I'm a liaison. Because he's not a liaison. He's a servant of Abraham. An angel is a messenger of God. His name doesn't make a difference. Because angels cannot make choices. Angels do not have free choice. Human beings have the power to have free choice. Angels do exactly what Hashem tells them. That's why it's compared, angels are compared to animals, chayot. Just like animals do not have freedom of choice, so too angels either. Angels too. That's why angels do not, doesn't make a difference about the name of the angel. The name of the angel that is an angel of God. That's his whole identity. He doesn't have another identity of his own. We do have a, an alternate tradition though of angels abusing their free will. I mean, uh, in Talking Genesis about. chapter six and other madrashic literature and what have you. The people who fell from heaven, from heaven, they were not regular angels. What exactly happened there is not clear, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, the regular angel does not have his own identity. Could He's be, an angel of God. Could it be that Noah was, was testing him to see if he was a man or an angel? I was thinking about that, but when the Torah says that Manoach did not know that he's an angel. Kilo yadam anoch. Go ahead. So when Abraham, when the three men, who, uh, three angels dressed as men come to see Abraham, he provides them with food. Yes. And so one, one would surmise from that, that uh, given that, that obviously Manoach is not, is not Abraham, but that, that it's the appropriate thing to do. Abraham did not know that there are angels in too. In terms of chesed, it's the appropriate thing. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Monoch didn't do a wrong thing. Monoch, somebody came to talk to him, he offers them a meal. Yeah, that's what's right thing to do. And Abraham also did not know in the beginning that they're angels. And the Rashi says that they pretended to eat. They didn't eat. Then they he discovered that they're angels. The process, through the process of the meal, he discovered that they're angels. Or because they, they didn't eat, or because he told them clearly, whatever. But in the beginning, he told three people. Yeah, Monoch didn't do something wrong by offering them uh, by offering him a meal. That's a nice thing to do. A uh, 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 guest comes to your house, you offer him a meal. That's that's what that's what Jews should do. Absolutely, yeah. Guys, if Manoch had a child like Shimshon, he's also not a, a nobody. Give him some credit. <laughs> okay, we are number seventeen. What's your name? Manoach said to the angel of God, and when your words will materialize, we will want to honor you. What's your name? The same question. What's your name? Okay, what the answer then? The angel of God said to him, I don't want honor, so why do you ask for my name? It's actually a secret. <laughs> it's interesting. You only need to know the name of another person to give a honor. Says I don't need that Urano because he's not taking credit for it. That's not his thing, not his job. He's a messenger of God. And what you need to know my the name. Oh Peli. Peli is not a secret, it's a strange translation to the word Peli. Okay. Manoch took the goat and the meal offering and offered it upon the rock as a burnt offering to God. The angel wondrously produced fire from the rock, and Manoch and his wife looked on. That was a real thing. Yeah. You know, how we know that Hashem was resting the first time, Hashem was resting in the, 
His Shechina is God presence in the in the portable sanctuary that the Jews built in the, in the desert. When a fire came from heaven and consumed the offerings. How we knew by Solomon, how Solomon knew that Hashem's presence is there, and a fire came from heaven and, and consumed the offering. Here, the same thing. They offered a sacrifice, and fire came from Noah, consumed the paradise. And for Monoach and his wife alone, this miracle took place. Nobody else was there. It's not the temple for the six, for millions of Jews. I mean, Elijah in Mount Carmel, right? In a similar thing. Later, that's later the story. He brought down a fire from heaven. That's the best proof that it's God's power. They had right there, this experience. Okay, number 20. I think I can see it too. Okay, I'll do it then. Number 20, you can do it. It's eyes are real. Then as the flame went up from the altar toward heaven, the angel of God went up in the altar's flame. Manoah and his wife looked on, and they fell on their faces to the ground. Aha, when they saw him disappearing together with the flame, they understood they were dealing with an angel. See, fire represents God, because fire always goes towards up. It's the most spiritual within the material. You cannot, you cannot uh, hold it, not because it's hot, because there's nothing to hold. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and that's why whenever God wants, we spoke about that yesterday, ever God wants to reveal himself, he reveals himself to fire. Fire is the most spiritual within the world of physical. And always floats up. Always the fire goes up. Fire never goes down. If you take a candle and you turn it down, you you, you burn your, your your fingers because the fire goes goes up. And here, Baalois Alav, when the flame came up, went up to to heaven, who also disappeared like this in a similar way. Elijah. Elijah, Elijah disappeared. Was a fire? Chariot so. fire. Yeah, chariot of fire. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The chariot of fire it disappeared. Yeah, like the title for the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, there, it's already a movie. It's uh, a, it's yeah, a movie. 20, 30 years ago. A it's a movie chariot of fire. Chariot of fire. It's not about, it's about it's, runners. It's about what? Runners. 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 Not about Elijah? No. I thought it would be another movie about Elijah. Yeah, but what about... British guys training for the Olympics. Oh, he's really good. Good music. I'm jealous. One of them is Jewish. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Yeah, it's a good course, music. But, but the issue is that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it on Sunday. Right. Oh, religious. Was, was religious. Okay, there's already something there. That's right. No, I was going to ask you, what was the part where Moses and then the, the cloud went into the, um, and God filled up the room with his, so Moses couldn't go into there because he's, was that anything, that, was that a presence of God? Sure, sure, sure. Was that like a flame? Together with the fire. No, the cloud of God was not fire, no. But Mount Sinai was a volcano, flame, fire, with smoke, oh, yeah, The pillar of fire with God separating the Egyptians. You're right. The, the pillar of fire at night and God went behind the Jews, protecting the Jewish people. Showed them the way at night. Going in front and of them. The cloud during the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all about fire. Yeah. When they saw what is happening, they understood there's an angel. After going up in flames, the angel of God did not reappear to Manoah and his wife 
And then after seeing all this, Manoah realized that it was an angel of God. Only then Manoah realized it's an angel of God. His wife understood it the first time. She sensed it. He's a little slow on the pickup. No, that's a man, different between men and women. She thought it was a prophet. She thought it's, it's she said Isha Elohim, but uh, what she said, he looks like an angel. That's what she says. What's the different men and women? Nothing <laughs> 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 anymore. The distance between the moon and <laughs> the earth. There is Moach and Lev, mind and out. Men are usually more analytical, in general. Women are more emotional. Then when you start to analyze things, it covers up on your inner sense. Oh, it doesn't make sense, it can be, it will never work. The woman has a more telepathy, a more spiritual connection to God. She speaks from the heart. And she touches right to the point. She gets to the bottom of it. And she understands that this is the better thing to do. And that's what the woman in the Bible, throughout the Bible, every story, the women did the right thing, the men did the wrong thing. Every story in the Bible you touch. You can, I can go, I can speak for a night. Every story, men were wrong, women were right. Beginning from Abraham and Sarah, God tells Abraham, whatever Sarah tells you, she knows what she's talking about. She has to be better just listen to her. Adam and Eve. Rebecca and Isaac. Rebecca knew is righteous. Adam and Eve is the only one that Eve made a mistake because God spoke to Adam. If he would speak to Eve, things would be different. <laughs> and that's available too, exactly. And what Adam says, she gave me to it. That's some mature man answers. <laughs> and then uh, Rachel and Leah, they were right with, with Jacob. And then the Jews in Egypt, the women in Egypt, they believed in having children. The men didn't want to have children. And then you go to the desert. The golden calf, the men, the women didn't want the golden calf. The men wanted. They building the temple. The women were the first one to donate. Go, the spies who didn't want to enter the land of Israel. The men didn't want to enter. The women wanted to enter the land of Israel. The women actually want enter the land of Israel. The women didn't die in the desert. All the women, generations of generations of women entered the land of Israel. The men died in the desert. <coughs> Everywhere in the Bible you see it. And why is that, Rabbi? Because, they are, because the, your logic sometimes covers up on God. doesn't let the neshome shine. You, you, you know, you have an instinct to do something good. But you start to say, but, you know, it's not going to work. Eh? Your philosophies kill it. And the job is to learn from Anoach's wife, not from Anoach. Okay, number 22. Anoach said to his wife, we're going to die because we have seen an angel of God. Look what his wife answered Quick question there, uh, and again, that's Rashi saying an angel of God, but it says we have seen Elohim. It's not a contradiction. Elohim means a representative okay, it of can God. Can be an agent yeah, of God. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Elohim can even be judges. Mm -hmm. Sure, mm -hmm. prophets as well. Prophet, judge, even judges. Judges is and are not spiritual. They're not God. They're not. They're not angels. They're not prophets. They're not goodish. There are people who don't know or know the information. If God wanted to kill us, his wife said to him, 
He would not have accepted a burnt offering and meal offering from us. And he would not have shown us all these things. She's right. If God wanted to kill us, well, why he showed that for us? Why God bothered? Why, why, why God bothered to kill us? What he needed to show us, he can kill us without yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously, she was more. She was making sense. <laughs> That's not making from Monacha. Never. Okay, number number twenty-four. The woman gave birth to a son and called him. Shamshan. Shimshon, Samson. What Samson stands for? Like? Yeah. Strong. Shimshon. Must be long. Shimshon? You mean from the tribe? Shimshon? Yeah. What tribe of Shimshon? Dan. He's from Dan. Shimshon. What does Shimshon stand for? You know, you figure it out one day. We can sit here until tomorrow. Shimshon. It must be long hair. Strong. No. Giant. No. And the, you see who gave him the name? The mother gave him the name. The woman gave him the name. She called him Shimshon. The word in Hebrew, very similar. Shemesh. Shemesh. Oil. Shemesh. What is this? What you said now? Uh, heavens. Shemayim is heaven. What's Shemesh? Gift from the heavens. The sun of the heavens. Oh, sun. Shemesh means sun. Shimshon will be the sun that will shine for the Jewish people in the desert. S-O-N. S-O-N. S-U-N. S-U-N. The sun. The sun and the moon. Sun, S-O-N-S-U-N, but me, they hold the same. Sun. He will be the sun. Shemesh Shemogin, Hashem, God is compared to the sun. Then he will be the sun of the Jewish people. A new sun is shining for the Jewish people. That's, that's why she named him Shimshon. Because she knew something new is coming up to save the Jewish people. She gave him the name. And therefore his name says about them that he's like, he's like godliness. He's like, if, if he, and his and name was, you looked at him, you saw godliness. And then, the, uh, let's finish number 25. A spirit of strength. <clears throat> a spirit of strength from God began to move him to the camp of Dan to show acts of strength and wonder. The camp of Dan was between Sarah and Eshtoel. The story of Shamshan is a story, it's really strange. He had unbelievable power. He was unique that he didn't have a whole army with them to fight, fight the Philistines. He was the, he was the general, he was the soldier, he was everything. He was the whole army. And then one person, God, God revealed with every other prophet, God reveals in a different way. Some with the words, some with the... By Shamshan, God revealed himself in his physical strength. Because he did not have strength all the time. On a regular day, he was strong like a regular person. And then the Spirit of God used to come on him, and he had unbelievable strength. He can pull out the gates of Gaza. He can kill a thousand people with a, with a, with a, piece, with a jaw of, 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 of an axe. 
I mean, there was the stories that there, you cannot even believe it. The gvura, the strength that, that some said, that was a shining from God. When a person saw shining, no, some, some prophets, and they need to prove that they are speaking the name of God, they need to make miracles. Shamshun was a walking and talking miracle. He didn't need to make miracles. He was the miracle. That's why he was a, he was a shining, he was, he was like, a, a, what is sun? sun? The sun is shining in the world. You, the, the sun doesn't have to do anything. The, the sun itself is the shining part. Shimshon, by his own, by his own existence, said that there is a God. If you saw Shimshon, he said, oh, 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 must be a God. This is not normal. And for how many years Shimshon was a, was a judge? 20. 20. Yep. Well, it's listed as being 40. Listed as being 40. What do you need to know? 20, 40. 60. <laughs> No, because, because because his influence that even after then the Medrash says Rashi the Gemara says what he was a George twenty years you know the the last story of his life he was standing with the beams of the two of the big giant Towers. Uh, Towers. tower and he said God give me strength one more time Chaskeni v'amtseni yachapa he was blind the Talmud says why was he blind. Because what was, what was Shamshon's problem? He went after the Palestine's woman. <laughs> With the eyes. The Torah said that's why he was punished by his eyes. But the last time he, he killed, so he killed the, the Torah says he killed more people by his death than when he was alive. Then the, the, the Palestine's thought that he's still running around somewhere. For 20 years they were afraid of him. After he died. 20 years of his life and 20 years after his life. That as long as they were afraid of him, it's considered that he was leading the Jewish people for four years. That's how much it goes. Because if his influence goes on, it continues. The Chamshun was a very unique personality, a very unique judge. He cannot even compare him to anything and anyone. He had, he had unbelievable physical powers. He was, he was a Nazarite throughout his life. He didn't cut his ear until his, his, his Delilah cut his ear. And then he lost uh, his strength. Was all, it wasn't his, his ear. He lost the crown of God on, him, on his head. He wasn't a Nazarite anymore. He was a Nazarite that disobeyed the Bible and the law. Could be he got the strength the last time because Samuel started to go again. Right? I heard he started to drink. He started to drink? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> then what can we learn from this? Then if God tells somebody to do something, you better live up to exactly this and not to go too far because then he messes up.